Hello, and welcome back to Searching Inward, a podcast brought to you by Restore Small Groups here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm George, joined with Anna, Scott, and Seth, and most importantly, all you. Um, Wherever you're listening and joining us, uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, Another day on this 36-day contemplative journey of Scott's new book, The Journey of Transformation, and we're just taking a day, an episode, to help us understand our personal stories, um, our inner lives more fully and compassionately, um, so that we can all grow and enjoy more of the lives that, that we've been given. And today we want to talk to you about managing our expectations. I know I've heard along the way that expectations, either the understanding of them or lack of understanding them, can, can lead to a lot of conflict, whether that's... Um, within ourselves or in relationships around us. So managing our expectations, the understanding of what we expect out of our lives, what we expect out of others, certainly is helpful um, along our journey. But Scott, why are managing expectations so important to this journey of transformation? I think what so many of us have fallen into trap of is we have set these expectations for our lives, what we think, where we should be by now, what we should have by now, what... And when these expectations do not arrive, or they, they have actually been completely destroyed, you know, it can lead to a mindset of, I'm a failure, I've missed it. Um, and Brene Brown says that managing our expectations, she says that second, she says the death of our expectations can be a new beginning if we are if we care enough and dare enough, we'll experience disappointment. But in those moments when disappointment is washing over us, if we're desperately trying to get our heads and hearts around what is going on or not going to be, the death of our expectations can actually be a painful beyond measure. It can actually be a beginning of a new path. And so, you know, we've talked about in a journey of freedom and we disqualify the positive. There's been many positive aspects of our life that I think we dismiss when the, the big expectations have not arrived, we have failed to achieve. And I know that that has been a real trap for me in looking through this paradigm lens of I've missed it. I failed to achieve what was most important in my life. And because those expectations, what I thought I would be, have, and experience in life did not, not happen, um, it leads to a very uh, just... My mindset is one of failure. I'm a failure. So, Scott, you're you're talking about uh, the realignment of our expectations, like for where mm-hmm. our lives are actually at. So, like I think I'm hearing you uh, saying this that it's because we have set in stone kind of our expectations of our lives, and then there are things that happen or or things that don't go exactly the way we hope, and there's this resistance to um, to adjust those. Is that what you're saying? So we hold on to these expectations to the point that they actually begin to to hurt us and, and destroy us, as opposed to maybe realigning our expectations for um, where we're at and what we're currently experiencing. Is that what I'm, is that yes, what you're saying? It, exactly. And I also think that we need to look at how our society, the systemic effect of of what it has challenged me to believe in my expectations that by this age I'm going to do this, by this stage of my life I'm going to do this. If mm-hmm. I'm to be a successful man, I need to have these things. I mean, it's a lot. Of, and then even family will set expectations for us. This is what, and so many times 
what we're expecting out of our lives really is not even true to our true selves. And that's why I think if we can allow the death of those expectations and to embrace with Christ a new beginning, we can form a whole new set of expectations that are more positive and more achieving for who I really am. And so it can, that's why I think Brene Brown is saying that allow those, the death of those expectations be the beginning, and it will be painful. It is painful, but it can present us with an opportunity to make a new beginning. Um, as I often have heard, today can either be another day and my disappointment, or today can be day one of a new beginning. So it's the kind of expectation that we're living, and we could be living in the expectation of disappointment, or we can um, adapt that expectation to something that's more hopeful and joyful um, about the future. And Seth, let's talk a little bit about lowering expectations and expecting the worst. You have experience of this that was uh, really interesting when we were talking about this, um, about how you can practice disappointment. I think circumstantial hope is kind of a bit of what we're talking about, right? Mm. Um, and I think that is detrimental to seeing ourselves in a healthy way. We can create, we tend to create identities out of this, right? And so how we manage disappointment, I think, is is a little bit of what we're talking about. So some people create an identity out of this is so disappointing and so my life looks like I'm just always disappointed because nothing ever works. Mm. Or what I did growing up was... I just don't have expectations. I just shut myself off to any hopes so that I'm never disappointed, (laughs) which sounds hilarious. And it it kind of is now as an adult, but it is so sad, actually, because um, I learned growing up to lower my expectations to not be disappointed. And that means closing off to a serious, like, vital, important aspect of yourself, a part of yourself. That's what that's what I did. So I learned to preempt potential disappointment by just closing off to having any serious hopes and dreams. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that wow. that would be very closed off to to what we're talking about, like managing our expectations toward a more joyful, hopeful future. And so to shut off from that, yeah, would would leave you quite stuck. So h- yeah. how have you been growing in that? Yeah, so like I I the way I have it set up in my brain is it's either preempting disappointment by not having hopes or practicing allowing myself to experience disappointment. Mm. Like letting myself um hope in something, hope for something. And when it doesn't happen, allowing myself to feel that. Um which is kind of if I remember right where we're we're headed next week in our next conversation on getting into some talk, some talks or some conversation on sobriety, mm-hmm. um, which I think is largely about allowing yourselves to feel the thing without trying to manage it, you know? Um, but, but yeah, it's practicing disappointment. So it reminded me of, in our planning this episode, of this quote from Marian Wilson, Will- Williamson, who said, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And this line, she says, hits me so hard. She says, you playing small does not serve the world. Mm. And that has been so much of of my adult work is learning to not play small anymore because I want to find out what I what I'm capable of now. You know, I'm tired of playing small and closing myself off to a full life. Mm. Yeah, and, and for me that has to do with practicing feeling the discomfort and the the the, the pain and the loss 
of having done that for so long, but now experiencing the disappointment that comes from unmet expectations. So Seth, it would be even like along the way, opening to, uh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to reach for this. I'm going to grow toward this. And yes, it's going to bring disappointment, but it's, it's actually in that disappointment. I'm going to discover something even more true about me that continues to guide me along the path of, of more joy and more growth. And here's what I'm hearing you say. You, you have to be able to uh, risk disappointment and risk failure to grow in this, right? Yeah. Well, and the difference between doing it now and when I was a kid is I have a capacity that I didn't back then. Mm-hmm. It was overwhelming for me and I had to yeah. close off. But now um, I can remind myself uh, I can experience you know, that pain uh, and that disappointment and it's not going to end me. Mm. You know, I, that's what I have to remind myself. It's not going to overwhelm me. I think a lot of that has to do with having open-ended expectations as well. Like I know some of our expectations are circumstantial or we're looking for a particular outcome, but when we, when we manage our expectations in a healthy way, I think we realize that sometimes there are like um, achievements and successes in, in um, gaining what we expect. And then sometimes there are disappointments, but holding on to the overall expectation that it all works towards something good, whether that's our personal growth, whether that's learning new skills, whether that's just refining out parts of our character that are not helpful to us or coping mechanisms that are dysfunctional. Um, You know, all of those things speak towards like whether we get the predetermined outcome of our expectation or not, if we can hold the tension of just maintaining the expectation that um, it is good, that life is good, that we are growing, that there is hope and goodness ahead, regardless of what our current circumstances are telling us. Uh, that's so helpful, Anna. And uh, I think in this day, um, Brene Brown uh, said that when we're living in fear and lowering our expectations, we're actually trying to beat vulnerability to the punch. It's kind of what Seth, you're saying, kind of Anna, what you're mm. expressing too. We we don't want to be blindsided by hurt. We don't want to be caught off guard by it. So we literally practice being devastated or we just won't move into something that's fearful or we just lower the expectations so low. But um, Anna, talk a little about how we, we can disqualify the positives. It's in the face of all that that there are positives that we discover along the way, right? But right. we disqualify but sometimes them. Sometimes in our pain, you know, mm-hmm. like we we look and we see and we focus in on what hurts, right? Which is tends to be something more negative. Um, and in the midst of that, we can tend to overlook um, what is positive in our life, whether that is like that we are we're learning and growing through this painful experience, whether or not we allow ourselves to be open to inviting others in, in our pain and our heart and experiencing their love and support. That one, I think is a really easy one to disqualify when we're hurting, when we have unmet expectations or disappointments. Um, we can very easily overlook that there are, um, 
yeah, there are good things uh, in our life, whether that's other relationships of people that are coming along to support us, whether that's things that might be going wrong in our lives. And that can that can manifest so many different ways. But um, yeah, when one or two things in life are are not going our way, we tend to focus on that and often to the detriment of everything else that is going right in our lives. It's really, uh, it is, it takes practice. It takes intentionality to find what is good and in the midst of the struggle. And then even in the midst of the struggle Mm -hmm. to pull out something about that, that could be a positive for us and not, not saying every um, struggle has something positive. Obviously, there's a lot of really dark and hard things that happen to people. But if we can heal and we can grow beyond them, that in itself is is something to to look towards and, and to not disqualify our, our capability to be resilient. So would you guys say sometimes it's, it's a matter of uh, readjusting our expectations, that for some of us, we've set a joyful life to be all these expectations being met and it's not lowering them but maybe it's readjusting that we can go oh wow you know some things can go wrong you know some things can go sideways um some things could go not the way that i expected and there could still be joy and there still could be this beautiful experience of life but then the the other side of that could be that um we've lowered expectations so much like we we need to raise them right <laughs> It's like it's drawing conclusions from only the negative. You know, they're so low that actually we could have a better experience if we raise those a little bit. So there's managing expectation has these two polarities that that we're trying to find the middle ground on, right? Mm-hmm. Scott, um, you said uh, just as a kind of a, a final thought on this uh, topic, but you said people who are afraid of making mistakes live in the false self. Um, so, uh, as we're managing expectations, as we're trying to live more authentically, uh, authentically out of our, our true selves, um, yeah, we, we should be facing more and more the risk of making a mistake, right? Like that's a healthy thing to do in the pursuit of, of that, of wholeness. Absolutely. It's, you know, we talk about this in this chapter that, you know, if I make mistakes, if I fall I get, you know, Christ says with, you know, to get back up, rise up. I can mm-hmm. do all things through strength through Christ. Uh, Scott, you say uh, people who are afraid of making uh, mistakes live in their false self. So part of growing and, and managing expectations and moving toward wholeness and a more authentic self, um, it's actually um, taking the risk of making some mistakes in the process of transformation, right? And sports psychologists say what you do after you make a mistake is one of the most vital things. Um, so talk to us a little about that, how we can adjust yeah. and move our lives toward taking some risks because we want to be whole. This world-class sports psychologist who worked with the top athletes in the world, and he asked them, you know, what was the narrative? What were they saying to themselves after they made a mistake? Because he says that is by far the most important 
narrative that's going to be in their in their lives. And he said they actually would work with them on creating it, writing it out so that they practice it because it was going to be inevitable that they were going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. There was just no way that they could be in their profession as this athlete and not make a mistake. But if they're afraid to make a mistake, they actually create almost like a phobia to make mistakes. And then it gets in their head. And then all of a sudden they can't shoot a basket. They can't throw a pitch over the plate. They can't hit the ball. You know, they can't throw the pass. They can't catch. So, but just, I just thought about that. It really pertains to life. That if I'm afraid to make a mistake, what, what, how am I going to respond to that? And I thought about that. I'm just going to fake it. I'm going to live through a false self. I'm going to try and hide uh, dis disclosing or, you know, showing you my weaknesses. Hey, and I think that the more we're afraid to make a mistake, the harder it is to live an authentic life and to be free, actually. And, um, and I mean, I really believe that everything that has been a blessing in my life has come through the mistakes I've made when I learned how to respond to it in a better way. That's how I've developed wisdom. You know, uh, again, um, Brennan Manning in one of his books, I think it's Abba's Child, he opened it up with talking about his life was filled with glorious failures hmm. and all his incredible successes were disasters they ended up so i, I just i kind of liked how he was saying glorious was failures and and what disasters successes successful disasters all oh, successful disasters yeah That's That's, a man, this is a man i can relate to yeah <laughs> so managing expectations in this sense is is the realization we're going to make mistakes in, in the pursuit of more healthy lives. So let's expect it, right? And let's grow from it. Yeah, I, I was this is making me think about how um, people are definitely afraid to make mistakes. And 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 from like I said, from my perspective earlier, I think people are also afraid of uh, disappointments too, mm. feeling the disappointment. But I think another way to like flip this on its head is to say that people are afraid of growing, mm. right? Um, because that includes resilience. And I think resilience in the face of disappointment um, is like when you're feeling the loss of it, of the ideal not coming true, right? And I think resilience is almost, can be almost be equated with maturity. Hmm. Yeah. Like your, your capacity to be able to maintain and, and, and uh, stay grounded while this difficult, it's like the ground while the weather is, is moving, you know? And I don't think we can become resilient if we don't allow ourselves to feel the loss of that ideal. So, and and the yeah, birth and the birth of a new ideal, and, right, and maybe right. even more uh, an expectation that's more aligned with our authentic self going forward. Right. Yeah. Recognizing that the death of an ideal is not the death of all ideals, right? It's mm, not yeah. the end of the story or the end of everything that's good, but allowing yourself to imagine new and different possibilities. Well, Scott, you uh, you said this um, in this day, rise up and keep rising up. This is the only expectation God ever places on us. No matter how many times we get knocked down, we rise up. But rising up is never a matter of lowering our expectations. Uh, one final word here, Scott, on this day. What do you, what do you want us all take I away? I think that... That right there, that is pretty much the premise. I think I was trying to create the whole book. And I think that my own personal journey is what do I do after I've made a mistake? What do I do when I have failed to 
achieve the expectations either I have learned in my life from others or that I truly have in a negative way created for myself. So many of the expectations I've had for my life, I would say the majority of them, that I thought I had to have to be a successful man in this life, I have failed at. And it has been the ability to rise up from those that something better actually has been rebuilt. And I, and I, you guys have heard me quote that Ann Voskamp quote here recently that has meant so much to me in her book, um, The Broken Way. She said that sometimes things just have to break completely apart so something much better can be rebuilt. Do not be afraid of broken things. It's the beginning of the best things. And I have found that to be the greatest truth. If we'll embrace our mistakes, our setbacks, the, these expectations that for many of us actually I think do need to be broken, something more beautiful actually can be rebuilt. But it takes a resilient spirit and it takes community mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and I think yeah. about that. I, without you guys, I wouldn't have been able to have the paradigm shifts in my life. And so it's, uh, I really believe that is the greatest message we can give our listeners. We, we know we're in a safe place when the only expectation we get from others in community is encouragement to keep rising up, right? Oh. So, yeah, when we find that, oh, man, what a gift. And that is what Restore is all about. And, yeah, managing, managing our expectations is not something we'd, we have to entirely do in isolation by ourselves. But when we can find other people that are constantly encouraging us and uh, the setbacks, the disappointments, um, the lowering our expectations, reminding us, ah, you can, you can rise up. You can find resilience in this. So, uh, friends, if uh, you need a partner along that journey, that's what Restore um, is here um, to do. So please visit us online at restoresmallgroups.org. And just learn more about uh, some of the resources that are there, uh, the groups that you can join. But once again, no one has to do this alone. We're all on this same human journey. And uh, let's hear let's hear these words to rise up and move toward expectations that are actually deepening and growing us into the amazing human beings that we've been made to be. But over every mountain, there is a path and the future rewards those who discover it and press on. So stay on the path and take care, friends. Hey, it's Seth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Searching Inward podcast. If you've enjoyed listening or have benefited in any way from the podcast, we would love for you to come alongside and join us in the mission to bring hope and healing to the world. By considering becoming a monthly giver of even $5, you're making a huge impact in the ways that we are able to serve. So please consider giving by going to restoresmallgroups.org slash donate. Thanks.